This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, August 17th. This is episode 216. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Matt Mitchell. No. Ah. No. I'm Ryan Duffy. Yay. Back after <laughs> what? I haven't, we haven't had you in the studio for a while now. Has it been like a three weeks, four weeks? At least three weeks, I think. Maybe, maybe four. It's been a while. All I know is I went about three weeks without taking a day off. Yeah. What you been doing? Well, work, overtime, shooting videos, trying to get a TV show. Trying to get a TV show? Yeah. TV show about what? TV show about the mascots doing awesome things for kids that have illnesses. Mascots? The Mascot Miracles Foundation. Do they do miracles? Well, in their own way. <laughs> so no? <laughs> well, no, not legit. Like, the kids are still going to die. Yeah. But they try to make them have special days where they can make a dream come true type of thing. So, so they're almost like a, a, a homegrown make-a-wish foundation type people, huh. but no one makes money. And the wishes can't be granted as large because it's all donators' money or donations that come in for people to... To do this stuff. So this is just a Utah local thing? Yeah, they're just, so it's made up of uh, professional and college mascots mm -hmm. that go out to uh, events with the kids and stuff. And uh, the one guy is going to take, a, one of the kids wanted to learn how to skydive. Mm -hmm. So they got it approved to get him into an iFly. Oh, cool. With the mascot. Oh. So the mascot's going to go learn how to do iFly. <laughs> in, in the mascot? In, in the suit. That's why I was oh, asking. Wow. I was asking him the other day. I'm like, is that is it going to hold up? He's like, it better. <laughs> it better hold up. It's winds that are strong enough to lift you off the ground. So, But he's he's done a lot of stuff in, in, in the mascot suit. So Yeah. Which mascot is it? He's Felix. He's actually the mascot for uh, uh, one of the colleges for the women's, uh, what was it, soccer team. Women's so soccer? So he's a, he's a college one, but I'm not allowed to disclose their real names. Oh. So that's why, but we're also, we went and talked to some people from the Discovery Channel uh -huh. for getting a TV show, uh -huh. which ironically, I might be part of the face of the TV show. What? Why? Because the mascots can't talk. <laughs> mascots can't talk. You're going to translate for the mascots? No. So, well, one of the mascots will also be out of the suit as we just kind of said, like, we're the handlers of the mascots. We go and we talk with the families and the kids mm. and do all the stuff the mascots can't do. And the mascots are there for all the big events and the kids love the mascots. But, you know, we would be playing the guys that are the face of the show. Oh, well, that'd be cool. I know so. when, uh, when the furries go to the pride festivals and stuff, mm -hmm. they usually have 
uh, a non-furry person there. <laughs> I wonder what, there's got to be a term for the people that help the furries. The, the fursuiters Are they when they fur come to the bearer? Pride Festival. Like, what is the, uh, like, like vampires have familiars, right? Mm. And that's the, the humans yeah. who are hoping to become a vampire and that's who help feed them. from, and that's just weird. Yeah, yeah, like the vampire will feed off them. The, the familiar carries out their tasks well, during the day, does, you know, runs errands and shit for them. Y- you may be surprised about this, Dan. Huh. I don't know a whole lot about the furry culture. <laughs> I know a lot about a lot of weird shit, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not, I'm not very versed in the furry culture. Well, well, I've just noticed that when, when I attend the different pride, when I attend the different pride events, you know, I have, I have some friends who are furries and they're very cool, very, uh, eclectic, very, what's the, very eccentric people yeah. sometimes. I've been called that before, but I don't. But they're all super cool, yeah. super nice. Uh, I don't know. Have you met Bob? Danger Bob? I don't think I've met Danger Bob. Uh, Bob, Bob's a fursuiter, uh, from actually West Virginia. I okay. just remembered that he's from West Virginia. And yeah, he, he's a fursuiter. Like, like he's big into that. He goes to all the furry cons and shit like that. And, uh, but when, the fursuiters will come to the pride events and the pride festivals and parades and stuff. They generally have people who are not in full yeah. fursuit who can order something at the restaurant like, for them. They'll carry water around for them. They'll, they'll speak for them. Like it, <laughs> at the Ogden pride festival, well, I, I would call that an intern. <laughs> I wonder there's gotta be, I'm sure there's a term in the furry yeah. community for the people who do this, but I don't know what it is. So anybody who out there who knows, please well, let us know because now I'm really curious. I've never really thought about we're it. We're saying this while we have this awesome Google machine sitting next to us. <laughs> I want to hear from our listeners. Okay. They'll they'll well, know better than the Googles. Yeah. But at the at the Ogden Pride Festival, I was sitting at the booth and uh, a fursuiter came up and was, you know, waving and everything and wanted to spin our little prize wheel. Mm-hmm. So they spun the prize wheel and then they wanted something else and I wasn't sure and they just kept pointing and their their human handler <laughs> came, uh. came over there like oh no they want to do this or that or one I can't even remember what it was but they were basically the translator for the first yeah. suitor because the first suitor can't talk I guess what's well, I guess kind of like how the mascots work they don't talk and they, they yeah. don't want their identity revealed because some of them do stuff out of costume and in costume yeah and they like to keep the mystery with kids Almost like a Santa Claus. Almost like a Santa Claus. Well, that's really cool. Uh, when, uh, so you're, you're trying to get a TV show going for this. So basically we talked to a guy that works for Discovery right now and he does the development for another show here in Utah. And we brought it to, actually, they kind of, they kind of said, Hey, talk to our guy. We think you should talk to him. Mm. And he's coming into town. He's, Come flying in from New York this week. He'll be here Tuesday. So we're like, okay, we'll come meet him on Tuesday. Uh-huh. And we showed our stuff to him, talked to him for about an hour and a half, and he said he's going to take it up the network, which is very promising. Oh, yeah? So considering we're told the guy will either say, I'll take it to the boss, or I don't have time for this, and we got to, I'll take it to the boss. Hmm. So you got the best of the, the two possible answers? Yes. Oh, cool, man. So hopefully he brings it up to him, and they think... The idea is cool and worthy enough for a TV show, and I can quit firefighting. That would be exciting stuff. Yeah. 
Well, you would just quit firefighting and do that, do that full time. Uh, based on what the other guys told me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it just time or money or both or money wise? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Time wise, it would suck to try to be like, okay, well, I can shoot these four days of the week and go to work, then off, then work, then I'll just be for like four months nonstop yeah. work, which would completely suck. Yeah. And basically, the one guy said, You're not going to get rich doing this, but this is how much money I made an episode my first year. And I'm like, You made as much money an episode your first year as I make in an entire year. Oh, well, how many episodes? <laughs> well, I think your first year you usually get six episodes. Uh-huh. Then after that, they usually do like 12, depending on the show. So you would just sock a bunch of that away in oh, the yeah. bank and try to pick up other projects and yeah. stuff? Yeah. That's where I'm like, if I can make literally six times the amount of money my first year doing this, I'm like, that's pretty damn good. Well, and you make decent money as a firefighter. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I wasn't going to say how much money he told me, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll look forward to uh, hearing about that if we remember. We do that all the time. Well, I'll tell you about it later. And then, well, I remember because I listened to last week's show when I wasn't here, and I remember something you said you're going to tell Matt, (laughs) and I asked you about it. So I I remember. And both Matt and I forgot and didn't didn't remember. (laughs) Um, What else have you been doing? You you tried to get the show going, got that going, doing some video shooting, doing video stuff. stuff, and then this next week I get to go to funerals. Oh, that doesn't sound very fun. Well, going to funeral Monday for the Utah wildland firefighter that was killed. Hmm. Then one of the guys I worked with for 13 years at Hill died two days ago. Oh, geez. Snorkeling in Mexico. You decided to snorkel some water? Uh, We don't know. We don't know if it was if he drowned, had a heart attack, got hit by a boat. Uh, But they said, well, I found out this morning. I said, well, when's the funeral? Because I'm supposed to go to McCall the end of the week. And it's like, well, they're saying they're not, Mexico isn't releasing the body for at least two weeks. Oh, geez. So I'm like, wow, that sounds odd. I wonder if there was other circumstances involved in his death that they're investigating. Some foul play, perhaps? Well, his wife and his kids were there, too, so. Oh, that whole, sucks. The whole family was there. Everyone but his son was there, apparently. Oh, damn, I'm sorry to hear so, that, man. That sucks. So, yep, get to do that stuff. And I didn't, I hadn't heard that a wildland firefighter. Yeah. So a battalion chief from, uh, uh, what city is that? From here in Utah was out there helping fight the fires in California and had a tree fall on him. Oh. And was killed. Damn. So that was, that happened Monday and they just flew his body back. He got back Wednesday and the services are this Monday. So, so me and another guy from Dugway are going there to represent Dugway since we're off. Then, Today, I get a text saying, hey, um, if you guys want, you can drive all the way into Dugway Monday morning, grab a fire truck, drive it all the way to the funeral in Salt Lake, park it for the funeral, then drive it all the way back to Dugway, and then go home. If you want. Yes, I'm, I'm going like, to be right on yeah, that. I want to do six hours of driving <laughs> for a one-hour funeral. <laughs> no fucking thank you. You say no spank you, no thank you very much. And I don't want to have to be responsible for our fire truck out on city roads. Yeah. Some of them don't drive very straight sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't drive. Is it because you crashed them into a building? No, it's just they're big. Uh-huh. Bigger the truck. It kind of seems like there's a little more play in the wheel sometimes. And some of our trucks are quite wide. Yeah. Like one of our new fire trucks, I'm like, it's literally the width of the lane you drive in. Huh. So that's that's fun when there's no shoulder. Holy shit, dude. So 
before before I get sidetracked, did you was uh, anything else you want to talk about that you've been doing? I don't think so. Okay, like, you're saying it like like hey, tell them the other thing. I'm like, I don't. oh no, well it just it reminded me. So I was I was in West Virginia for work all week long, and this. I'm telling everybody now that this may be a shorter episode because I'm fucking tired. Yeah, you just flew for since 2 a.m. Yeah, well, I had to I had to be up at 2:30 2 Eastern time uh, to leave my hotel to drive an hour and 45 minutes to the car rental drop-off place to catch a half-hour shuttle bus to the airport to be there an hour and a half before my flight left at 7:30. So, yeah, I'm Fuck I'm that. tired. I've been up for several hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, many, many hours. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really tired. But so it's, you know, middle of the fucking night or morning, how whatever way you want to say it. But I'm on the freeway driving to the car rental place mm-hmm. this morning. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but <laughs> there's those those fucking guys who are in their company work truck, right? With whether it's like aluminum siding or painters or fucking general contractors, construction, whatever. These guys in their, in their big four by four trucks who are always on their fucking phone. And I'm sure yeah, it's their answering yeah. calls from their customers, still illegal, setting up appointments, doing whatever. But they're the, they're the worst fucking drivers, right? Like they'll get in the fast lane and then they don't do the fucking, they're, they're not. They're in the passing lane and they're not passing anybody because they're on the phone. They're not paying attention. So in, in West Virginia, Maryland area where I was, um, there's all of the roads are smallish. Like it's mm. just two lanes in each direction. Um, there's some of the first roads <laughs> there. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. They're so green. green. Oh yeah. Everything is just green, green, green. Um, but so I'm, I'm in the right hand lane, you know, I got my cruise set and everything. And this guy pulls up like right on my ass. And I'm like, dude, get over in the passing lane. So he finally gets over in the passing lane and then he's like kind of weaving around like next to me. And then he gets in front of me and he's weaving a little bit. And I'm like, I don't know if he's fucking drunk, if he's doing whatever. And then I see a glow inside his cab. So he's obviously looking at his phone or he's on the phone or doing whatever. And they're, they, then we get to this spot where they've got construction going. So they've got the concrete barrier right on the, right on the edge of the lane. Yeah. And you know, the concrete barrier kind of comes down and it's got the little angled bottom, the wider base. Yeah. So you don't like bash into it. You kind of hit it and flip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a thing to make your car roll when you hit it. But so we're going down the road and I let him get ahead of like, I, I backed off on the cruise because I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot. I don't want to be anywhere near him. I'd rather be behind him then. And he gets like three car lengths ahead of me. And drifts off to the left and hits the fucking concrete barrier and like, you know, it jerks his truck over and then it bounces him back over into my, into the lane that I'm in and he overcorrects. And I'm like, you fucking moron. Like I almost watched a guy flip his fucking truck on the way to the airport today. I was just not paying it. Like it, it sounds like Utah you're just drivers. fucking stupid. Yeah. 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 But yeah, when you were talking about. Driving your wide truck down the down the road, it reminded me. But I was yeah. like, "Holy fuck, man! It's like three three in the three thirty in the morning." That that makes me think, drunk and on the phone. Maybe, yeah. But I had one of those in front of me on my way down here. Oh yeah, tonight? Not, not yeah, tonight. Yeah, 
not in the, not not necessarily maybe on the phone, mm-hmm. but I could see the driver of the vehicle keep looking back and talking to someone in the back seat. I don't know if it was yelling at a child or whatever in the fast lane in the far left lane, doing sixty five miles an hour. Mike, you're not even fucker. The speed limit is seventy. <laughs> oh, Usually everyone cruises so at like much. eighty, and there's nobody in front of you. And every time it would get to a section where there was a uh, 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 it would open up for the carpool lane, uh-huh. there's always fucking cars coming on my left. I'm like, I can't fucking get around you. I fucking hate that so much. I'll, I'll like, I flash my brights at him, like, hey, get well, over. I was driving the Corvette there in an SUV. Even uh-huh. if I flash my brights at him, it's going to hit the bottom of their tires. They're not going <laughs> to see shit. <laughs> yeah. I, people who just camp out in the fucking fast yeah. lane drive me nuts. The, you know, I've seen people like merge onto the freeway. There's oh. not any cars up ahead of them at nope. all. And they just immediately move straight. like merge and straight over into the passing lane. And I, then they just stay there the whole fucking time. I guarantee when I drive home tonight, where there isn't a whole lot of traffic on I-15, mm-hmm. I will have that happen at least five times in front of me. And I'm usually in the, like the, the second lane in. Cause I'm like, well, the first lane in, if you need to come on, you're merging and you need to gain speed because you don't know how an on-ramp works. Yeah. I leave, I stay out of that lane. Uh-huh. And I'm just in the second lane and I'll have everybody come in and fucking pull right in front of me. Just get to the far left lane and, and slow down. <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts, man. Like, What's What the fuck's the point? And here, here it seems like it's primarily Idaho drivers who are doing that. Like Idaho drivers seem to be the worst. Well, they seem to be the in slowest. In the state of Utah, they seem to be the worst. Like they're the ones who camp out in the fast lane. Yeah. yeah they drive me fucking nuts. I don't. And I'm really glad that UHP has started cracking down on that. Like they're yeah. issuing citations to people. Which they should do more it. often. Yeah. And yeah. the semi should be cited more often too. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I've seen, well, and people pulling the fucking trailers. or trailers or their, their, their toy haulers and stuff. Yeah. It's like, you're not allowed to and be here signs when towing. And there's yeah, no, no vehicles towing, towing in the left anything. lane yeah. or multiple axle vehicles in the left lane. Yeah, my dad got pulled over and started bitching about that a lot like, last well, year sometime. And I'm like, like can't there's you read? fucking signs all yeah. over the place. He's like, well, I didn't think that meant for me. And I'm like, well, who the fuck do are you, you think t- they're talking are to? Are you towing? <laughs> do you have a trailer hooked to your yeah. vehicle right Is now? Is there something hooked up to the back of your fucking truck yeah. that you're hauling down it, the road? It doesn't matter the weight of it. No. It it's just says anything. no vehicle towing anything yeah. in the left two lanes. So he, 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 and he didn't get cited. And I'm like, well, you're lucky. I would have given you a fucking ticket. I think sometimes they just said it, want to do the paperwork, try to educate people more often with a lot of those. They should yeah. give them tickets and then they would dissuade them probably to actually do it. Yeah. And get them telling other people, Hey, you really hey, shouldn't do this. I got a ticket because I'm a stupid yeah, ass. I got a $150 ticket for doing 60 miles an hour in a 70 <laughs> in the far left lane. Um, but yeah, the, the trip out to West Virginia was, was good. Um, met all of my team members and they're all fantastic people. They're all really, really incredibly bright, hardworking, dedicated, uh, just brilliant people that I'm really excited to work with. So that'll be a good change of pace. Not that the people on my old team weren't brilliant and hardworking and dedicated, but they were, they were less so. And there was one in particular on my old team that's just not. Um, and my new boss is super religious. Um, he apparently had no idea that I'm an atheist. Well, you pointed it out in your own subtle ways. <laughs> yeah. In my own <laughs> passive ways. Um, he, he 
wanted to have a meeting with his 14s. So I'm a GS 14. There are two other GS 14s on our team. We're like the, so I'm the program manager. We have a system architect and our tech advisor. And so there's our boss. And then the three of us are the bosses for the rest of the team and the rest of the projects and everything. So I'm the program manager coordinating all of the different projects to make sure that they all stay on time, get things done that I know what's going on so that I can report that up to my boss. He can report it up to his bosses. He report it to them, but their boss, all of that paperwork stuff is what I'll be doing. Um, but so my boss wanted to meet with the 14s. So pulls us into a conference room and we sit down and the, one of the first things he says is now I hope you all don't mind me. Don't mind me using this this story, or I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he's like, you know, Paul was a great apostle and he was kind of like the leader of the other apostles. And I just, I, that's kind of how I see you guys, you know, that the, you're going to be out carrying the good word of what we're doing. And, and I just, I was just like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> sure. Super. And, but, you know, but which apostle were you? Uh, one of Paul's underlings, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, so, so we finish, we finish up the meeting, you know, I don't, I don't say anything about it. I'm just like, yeah, this is annoying, whatever. It, it bugs me a little bit, but it wasn't like, you know, you all should come to Jesus and come worship with me or what. It was just the, just the entanglement of religion at all. Like it's inappropriate. You shouldn't be talking that yeah. way at work, whatever. Um, but so we leave there and I'd had, my beard was just down and I had a collared shirt on, but my lanyard is an American atheist's mm-hmm. lanyard. And my laptop has uh Atheists of Utah sticker and an Evolve sticker on it. But my boss hadn't come into the training room that I was sitting in all week with the rest of my team. So the whole rest of the team knew that I was an atheist because they had seen my laptop and they'd seen my lanyard and they all seemed totally fine with it. They're all really yeah, cool. Because they're not from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> and my my boss had not yet seen any of that. So we have our meeting and we leave our meeting and immediately go to lunch and he joined us, you know, so we go and there's a cafeteria at this, at the building that I was staying at. And the building is really cool. It's the Enterprise Computing Center uh, uh, in there in. Uh, so is it a federal building or is it a yeah. state? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. a federal building. And it's, it, because it's one of the few computing centers for the entire IRS, it's heavily oh, guarded. Okay. Like really tight security. It's set way back off the road. It's got you know a little one lane road in and a separate. It's, it's one got, lane it's road. It's got the out. little the guns that pop out of the grass when it feels someone walking across it. <laughs> close, <laughs> close. They had that the concrete barriers. You have to yeah. zig and zag in between. They've got the the, the automatic armed, ones that p- come up. Yeah, they've got armed security guards. They've got you know the the countermeasure gates that that come up if somebody tries crashing mm-hmm. through. Um, and then the building is even set way back from all of that. And there's concrete bollards and ballast in front of that. Like it's, it's a really, really secure building. And I found out that you're not supposed to take pictures there after I took a picture. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it's a really cool building and they've got, they've got these really cool, uh, there's, there's this cool sign out front and because it's a computing environment, it's, it's all, uh, techie binary. It's okay. it's, It's this big rock with a metal sheet 
like through the rock and on one side it's ones and zeros and on the other side there's a it, list of names of people i'm guessing uh congress people who approved funding for this or whatever uh and it, it's just a really cool looking sign out in front of the building and so thursday or yesterday when i was when i was leaving like we'd finished for the day i'm done i've got all my shit i'm heading to the car to go to the hotel to try to get a little bit of sleep before I've got to get up at two thirty, and I thought, oh yeah, I wanted to get a picture of this sign, so I just stop and I turn around and pull out my phone and you know <laughs> frame it all nice and do the little clicky thing, and then I hear, hey, 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 you, sir, hey, are you taking pictures? <laughs> and, I, and I just looked up toward the building, and one of the security guards is standing there and he's waving at me, and another one comes out the door, and they're both just like, like. I'm you playing know, Pokemon Go. They're I'm acting all aggro, Pokemon and I'm Go. like, uh, yeah. And he's like, follow me. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I had to tuck my tail between my legs and drag my bag up back up to the building. And it's fucking hot. It's yeah. in the 90s and like Humid. 70, 80% humidity. It's fucking hot as balls. And so I walk in, you know, I walk back in there, and he's like, yeah, you're not supposed to take any pictures around here. And I'm like, uh, are there signs anywhere? It's like, there's signs posted everywhere. And, and so I start looking outside and I'm like, I don't see any signs out there at all. And he's like, we've got signs all over the place. And I said, well, do you mind pointing Point, one yeah. out for me? Cause I didn't notice any, like I didn't, like, you know, I, did, I didn't take a picture because I'm a dick and yeah. I want to get in trouble or make you guys have to do anything. Like I didn't, if, if I had seen a sign saying I am not supposed to take pictures, I wouldn't have taken pictures. And he's like, well, there's these signs in here. And, and yeah, inside there are oh, signs yeah. that say not Which to take pictures. Which you would assume means don't take pictures inside the fucking building. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that I had even noticed those signs, but <laughs> I, fi- you know, I, I figure I'm not supposed to take pictures yeah. inside a federal building. So I just never have. But I figure outside, fuck, I can go. I'm sure if we pulled up Google Maps or Google Satellite, you could look you could, right at it. You could look at right yeah. at everything that's out there. Right. So yeah, just it didn't even occur to me. So he had to get on the phone to call somebody higher up in security and decide what they were going to do with me and what they were going to do with the picture. And so after uh, 10 minutes on the phone or whatever, he made me show him, <clears throat> excuse me, made me show him my phone. My voice is going out. That's made me good. show him my phone and the picture and then show him that I deleted the the picture. Now, that may or may not have been already saved up to the cloud <laughs> on three or four different cloud backup services that I use at any given Yeah, I mean, point it, is, it time, is a really nice so. photo. <laughs> Actually, I hadn't even looked to see if it, it did. I, I keep forgetting. Because uh, I told Tracy about it, and she's like, oh, well, what was it above? What was it of? And I said, oh, well, I'll have to see if I still have the picture yeah. somewhere. And if so, obviously delete it, because that would be a big, big bad thing. Um but yeah, so I got in a little bit of yeah. trouble for that. Well, you you might miss it if you drive on Dugway. The sign that says no filming or photography. Because I think it was put up in 1950. So it has what looks like a <laughs> Super 8 camera with a big X through it. <laughs> like it looks like a Mickey Mouse with a with a weird yeah, yeah, it's got the well, square the, nose or something. Well, you know, like the, the old Super 8 cameras that had the handle that you hold on to. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is. It's got the handle, the box, and a little lens on the front of it. Nice. And that's the photograph that you that you see when you come onto the base. Says no, <laughs> no, no. Everybody's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> that's funny. Uh, <laughs> and I also played a round of golf out there at that's this phenomenal little <laughs> shitty podunk 
privately owned golf course that is owned by just some hillbillies out there. Uh, there's a little shitty nine hole course. It was fun. Like I always have fun yeah. golfing and, and the guys I played with were, were coworkers, you know, some of my new coworkers who were all just fantastic, awesome people. Um, and I always have fun playing golf, but this golf course was just, it was a joke. Like we show up and it's just some old lady in a shack. It's, it's, uh, and I, they, I'm wondering if that golf course was actually a front for a, a weed operation. It possibly, <laughs> dude, there are so many really nice homes all around there. And like I said, it's just beautiful. You yeah. Know, everything is so green, but this golf course is just a privately owned little thing. They don't let you pay with credit card for anything. I'm sure because they don't want to have to report to all you. of the income. Yeah. Yeah. We're four IRS people going in <laughs> to this golf course and you can't pay with credit cards. Uh. You can only pay with cash. Um, but it was just, it was, it was a joke. It was, it would be like if I owned a bunch of property and decided to level some of it out and had a riding lawnmower and decided I'm going to make a golf course is, is basically what this place was, which I don't doubt you would do. Oh no, yeah, I would absolutely <laughs> do that. But it um, but it was just like the the fairways were really long grass, the greens were really long grass. It was it wasn't even like putting, it was just like pushing your ball closer to the hole and you had to hit it really. It was just it was a joke, but it was it was it was fun anyway. Um, you should have called it 18 rough holes. But it was like super swampy. They've had a lot of rain out yeah. there recently, so it was really muddy and swampy and ton of fucking mosquitoes i got eaten to death and it was the sweatiest round of golf i've ever played when i got back to the when i got back to the hotel room i took pictures of the front and back of me and sent them to tracy just to show her how hot and how sweaty it was out there like my ass is just totally soaked the front of my pants up around the top is just totally soaked and bleeding down my shirt was totally soaked uh my boss let me borrow a hat because I had just left my golf clubs in the car. Um, you know, I never took them into my hotel room because yeah. that would be silly. So I just left them in the car. And so we left work, went to the golf course. I had my clubs, but I had left my hat back in the hotel room. So I borrowed a hat from him. And anytime after the third hole, anytime I looked down at the ball or anything else, there was just sweat dripping, almost a constant stream off the bill of the, so, off the bill of my hat or so my you, boss's hat. So, like, so you got a new hat? <laughs> no, uh, we finished the round and I handed it back to him. I'm like, Hey, Charlie, you know, thanks for letting me use your hat. I'm like, under other circumstances, I would launder it before I give it back to you, but I can't really do that now. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And he just kind of pinched it in a couple fingers and took it, you know, took it well, over and put it in his bag. I had a really disgusting thought when you're telling that story. Uh -huh. um, by the upkeep of the place and uh -huh. how old you've already told me the uh, golf carts were. Oh, yeah. There was probably a lot of old, ancient sweat soaked into that that you're just bathing in the whole time. Well, there the seats are... Like pleather. Yeah, but when were they washed last? I don't know that they ever are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, and besides the old lady who was just chain smoking. Yeah. Uh, there was some, <laughs> there was some guy that just walked into the shack as we were, you know, paying and everything. And he, he comes in and he pulls off his shirt and just throws it over his shoulder and he's got this big old beer belly hanging out. He's just covered. He's just drenched in sweat and grass clippings. So I'm sure he'd been out mowing or whatever. 
And he comes in, he's like, yeah, you want to stay on the right on holes number one, three, and six, and on four, five, and seven, you want to stay off to the left, and the other ones are okay. But yeah, those ones, we've got signs out there, but you got to stay over to the other side, or you're just going to get stuck, and it's muddy, and it, yeah, it was gross. And Billy the alligator out there, he might take a liking to you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was gross, but it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I learned a whole lot. We went, we had a training class for a product that we're using and then just meeting with my team and the different projects that they're all working on. I, I learned a whole lot, met a lot of really cool people. I'm excited to work with them next week. I'll be traveling to the office in Ogden, uh, most of the week to train the two people that are taking over my position on my old team so that I can hopefully get that all taking care of squared away and then can just concentrate on my new team stuff. Cause, uh, yeah. Well, if you need, I need a, to do that, if you need a martini or a whiskey, I'm just down the road. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 well, you work during Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? No, I'm off this week. Oh. I took off this week to go up to, I, I'm leaving, I'm going to Idaho on Friday. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's a six and a half hour drive there. I didn't want to drive from Dugway home then straight out there because that would turn into like an eight hour drive to get there yeah so i was gonna take thursday off I said fuck it i'm gonna take the week off oh, i've been nice. i've been fucking busy i haven't taken any vacation this year yet we'll have to go do lunch or something then. yeah okay remind me okay I'll, I'll forget i'm sure <laughs> uh yeah we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about let's uh do that okay hi this is dr hector garcia author of alpha god and you are listening to godless revolution I came back and I said, what is going on? What's the big deal? So I got a transcript. I reviewed it. I actually went out and uh, reviewed a clip of uh, an answer that I gave. And I realized that there is a need for some clarification. It should have been obvious. I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't or why it wouldn't be Russian. So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. And the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. All right, so this story comes to us from the LA Times. Uh, was brought to my attention by uh, Taylor Grin. He's been on the show several times. And long-time supporter of the show. Long-time supporter, great supporter of the show. It, he does so much for yeah. us. It's like, I feel like we should offer him, like, co-producer status. It or something. comes with a lot of pay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of the, Actually, all of the think, accolades and awards. <laughs> I think we would break even on it because I say you probably owe us money. But since he's a Patreon member, I think it right. breaks even. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he brought this to my attention, and I'll read the story and tell you a little bit more about it afterward. Um, but Mikey Weinstein is, uh, this is just from Wikipedia, he's an American attorney, businessman, and former Air Force officer. He's the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation and author of 
with God on our side, one man's war against an evangelical coup in America's military, and no snowflake in an avalanche, both of which describe purported Christian evangelical and fundamentalist proselytizing by some members of the military. And Taylor brought this story to my attention earlier today. Uh, says the, the headline says religious website triggers complaint against Edwards Air Force Base Brigadier General. Story reads, a group of U.S. Air Force officers, enlisted personnel, and civilian employees is calling for an investigation into the installation commander of Edwards Air Force Base, accusing him of violating Department of Defense policies on religious proselytizing. On Sunday, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation made an official demand to Defense Secretary James N. Mattis to, quote, immediately and comprehensively, end quote, investigate Air Force Brigadier General E. John Tykert, um, I believe would be uh, how yeah. you pronounce that. Tykert, Tykert? Tykert or T-shirt? T-shirt. <laughs> uh, the foundation, which seeks to maintain the separation of church and state in the military, provided reporters with a copy of the demand on Monday. At issue is Tykert's website called Prayer at Lunchtime for the United States, in which the commander says he encourages, quote, Bible-believing Americans to take time to specifically pray for our nation at lunchtime every day. Every day? Er, every day. Er day. Like, like you can't even take a break on God's day. Well, no. Well, you would still be so they got to do it participating. Got to do it twice on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> the foundation has asked the Defense Department to determine whether Tykert's conduct quote interferes with or violates the civil liberties of service members and civilians under his command, or the diversity or equal opportunities of service members and civilians under his command. Michael Weinstein, president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, said his, or said his organization represents 41 client complainants, the vast majority of whom are practicing Christians. Wow. Well, yeah, because, hmm. you know, what brand of Christianity are you going to force everybody to, to use or yeah. to ascribe to, right? You, you, that's the whole point of wanting a separation between our government and our military and religion, because you need to have a cohesive group of people together and religion just fucking divides people. Yeah. It's not well, a uniting force. The, the funny thing about that is we'll probably, we might talk about it later on, but I'll say it right now about the LDS church wanting to change their name. Hmm. One of the other things they said you can refer to, to them as is the church. Yeah. The church. As if there is no other <laughs> religion in this entire fucking state. People outside of Utah, you say the church, they're like, which one? Which one? Yeah. Um, let's see. The vast majority of whom are practicing Christians. The group also includes Muslims, Jews, Hindus, and atheists, he said. In the group's demand letter, the foundation attorney Donald Rakoff. There's some odd names in this one. Accused the officer of, quote, using both his military rank as well as his position and status as an Air Force officer to aggressively promote his brand of religion, clearly giving the appearance, if not outright impression, that he, in his official status, is endorsing, if not outright proselytizing, end quote, his religion. Yeah, it, it, if you're an active duty soldier, especially an enlisted, it'd be really hard to say to your one-star general at your base, um, sir, I don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. You're not going to. You're you're not supposed to offend. Can you imagine an E1 even talking to a brigadier general? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I got like, to talk to a two-star general. Oh, yeah? As an E1? As an E3. Uh, Still. Yeah. A young guy. Yeah. But I did I did something good, so I got to go 
Oh, so you got some kind of rec- rec- uh, recognition from him. Uh-huh. So, yeah. What did you do? Uh, I don't really even really remember. <laughs> something super special. During a training exercise, I did something. It was a memory you'll never, ever forget. Yeah, I did something really good during a training exercise. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I, got, I, I got the coin at home. Tykert's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pu- publicly posted remarks, quote, demonstrate his discriminatory animus and overt condemnation of all personnel under his command who do not share his personal and particular dominionistic brand of Christianity, the complaint lender said. Tykert commands the 412th Test Wing and is also the installation commander, according to the Edwards website. On his religious website, Tykert goes only by John and writes that he is an active-duty brigadier general who has served in the Air Force since 1994, quote, and who was saved by grace through faith in Christ in 2004. He fucked another woman. Probably. Quote, the Lord has blessed his career with burdening his heart with the need for our nation to return to its Christian foundation, end quote, his bio reads. The website features a prayer list, which includes... Quote, President Trump, Vice President Pence, and the Trump administration, (laughs) a return to our biblical foundation, recognition of God's preeminence in our lives and in our land, and the unborn, among others. The page also links to a 2014 interview that uses Teichert's full name and discusses his military career. In it, he says, quote, we have allowed our country to slip away from its founding Christian principles, which it, while it has become increasingly intolerant of Christianity, end quote. Really? How? Are we really intolerant of Christianity? I'm not intolerant of Christianity. No. I'm intolerant of Christian privilege. I'm intolerant of religious privilege in general. And well, a lot of the stuff that they say they want back, it was never a thing in the fucking first right. place. Yeah, it was never yours to to get back. Like, there's the, no getting something back that you yeah. never had to begin with. Like the, the biggest one to me is prayer in school. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, I we discussed this way way back, and when we first started, it's like, yeah, there was prayer in school in one New York City school where it was sanctioned to have prayer in school, and it lasted for one fucking year because there's a lawsuit brought against it and it got taken away. Mm-hmm. So there is no long history of prayer in school, unless you're talking about a religious school. Well, and students on their own are free to Can, pray in yeah. school as long as they're not disrupting class. They're yeah. they're free to pray whenever they fucking want. In the only case to whomever they want. The only case I remember hearing where a kid was told he couldn't read the Bible was during a class when they're supposed to be reading a different book. It's like, mm-hmm. no, well, you said to read our books. Like, yeah, we're studying this book, mm-hmm. not that book. So read this book. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what you're, yeah. yeah. Don't be a little prick, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like you can read your Bible on your own time, but right now it's my time. Mm-hmm. Requests for comment by representatives of Edwards Air Force Base in the Pentagon were not immediately returned Monday. And for those that don't know, Edwards Air Force Base is in California, and it's a big base. It's a big one. Yeah, it's... It's one of the larger bases for active duty soldiers in the U.S., I would say, and civilians. Say, yeah, I, I think it's one of the largest Air Force bases, if not the largest Air Force base. Depends on how you, you you look at them. Like, are you? Are, yeah, if you're looking purely uh, personnel numbers, personal numbers, or I'd say looking at purely personnel numbers, it's it's up there to be top five. Yeah, I, would, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I'd say I would definitely think it's got to be top five for Air yeah. Force. It's a big one for sure. Yeah. Um. But so, so Mikey Weinstein is working on this. Taylor brought the story to my attention and uh, put me in contact with Mikey. 
so I called I called Mikey before we started recording tonight and spoke with him for I don't know five minutes or so, and he of course is is inundated with uh, oh, press inquiries yeah. and contact from various media outlets. So he could not appear on the show tonight. Uh, I'm going to be coordinating with him over the next week to hopefully have him as a guest on next week's show to talk more about this. I've wanted to have him as a guest on the show for quite a while anyway. Yeah. And so I figure this is a, a perfect opportunity yeah. to do that. Um, but that should be interesting. Hopefully that, hopefully that works out and he'll be on the show next week because that would be very good. But I won't. Yeah, you won't be here. Uh, I've I've contacted somebody to fill in for you. I know. <laughs> I'm so replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. It's just it's just not the same when when both you and Matt are not here at the same time. Like it's it's still fun. It's still the show, whatever. But it's just I, I don't mean, know. It just yeah, feels Matt like doesn't get a little... the chance to make fun of me anymore. <laughs> it, just, it just feels like there's a little something missing when when both of you are. Not I feel here. like I can't be as jokey when it's just me and you. Oh yeah. I feel like, okay, let's take it more seriously. <laughs> you can't be as jokey? Well, then it's just one serious person, and uh, it'd be a serious person, and then a jokey person. Oh, I got you. We can't have it without the angry person. I got you. And Matt's just not as angry these days. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he's doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he seems much more even-keeled. Uh, and that's good. And he's he's still seeing Regina and says that's yeah. going well, so. Yeah, and she's awesome. So, I I think that's all working out for the better. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get Mikey on the show next week. Yeah, stay tuned, peoples. My name is Mandisa Thomas, and I am the founder and president of Black Nonbelievers Incorporated here in Atlanta, Georgia. You may find us at blacknonbelievers.org. You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Mandisa Latifa, and you are listening to the godless revolution do you believe in god me uh, so creator uh, yeah so i'm the the more i look at the universe um just the less convinced i am that there is something benevolent going on so if you if if your concept of a creator is someone who's all powerful and all good that's not an uncommon pairing of powers that you might ascribe to a creator, all powerful and all good. And I look at disasters that afflict Earth and life on Earth, volcanoes, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, disease, pestilence, um, congenital birth defects. You look at this list of ways that life is made miserable on Earth by natural causes. And I just ask, how do you deal with that? So philosophers rose up and said, if there is a God, God is either not all powerful or not all good. I have no problems if as we probe the origins of things, we bump up into the bearded man. If that shows up, we're good to go. Okay? Not a problem. There's just no evidence of it. And this is why religions are called faiths, collectively. Because you believe something in the absence of evidence. That's what it is. That's why it's called faith. Otherwise, we would call all religions evidence. But we don't, for exactly that reason. So, so I, I'm, I'm given what everyone describes to be the properties 
that would be expressed by an all-powerful being in the gods that they worship, I look for that in the universe and I don't find it. So I, I, I remain unconvinced. But if you've got some good evidence, uh, bring it, bring, bring it, <laughs> bring it. Okay. And so I don't, I don't lead with that information because what I believe should be irrelevant to anyone. It's not about me. It's about the real world. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. We've always been big fans of the Satanic Temple. Yeah. We got, we got, uh, we've had several members and council leader peoples on the show. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we've supported various efforts that they've done. Um, and we talked last week about, uh, them taking the Baphomet statue to Arkansas. And at the time we recorded, it was just all in the planning, right? They hadn't then actually done it. Yeah. But they, so they did it this week. And so there, I wanted to follow up on that a little bit. C- can I make one comment right away? Yes. Mr. No. Ra- Never mind. Mr. Rapert <laughs> complains that Lucian uses a fake name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rapert, what's your real name? <laughs> yeah. It's not Jason, is it? Nope. <laughs> Believe it. What is it? Stanley? Yeah. Which is like, why'd you change Stanley? I would have changed the Rapert part once again. <laughs> I'll always emphasize that. Like, you changed the wrong part of your name. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong necessarily with, with Stanley. Stanley. You can go but, with Stan, Stanley, whatever. But Rapert sounds like like bad. Like, yeah, it's like it, it might have led the Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah, it's uh bad. I don't. It's, it's not a, a good. It's not a good name. No. It doesn't sound good. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh uh. So I want to do just some follow up on uh, the protest and and having Baphomet in Arkansas. This story comes to us from the Ampstar Telegram. Uh, says Satanists have wheeled a demonic goat statue onto the lawn of the Arkansas Capitol, which is incorrect. No, it is. Yeah, it's absolutely incorrect. It didn't go on the lawn. It was on a trailer. Yes, yeah, so they didn't. It, they didn't even wheel it off the trailer. Yeah, it wasn't even. Well, it got, technically, it was wheeled by an eighteen wheeler, <laughs> but not on the lawn. Oh, and and so we watched there. There's a little video attached to this article. That it's only like 25, 30 seconds long and there's no real dialogue in it. It's just like video of the, the event crowd. a little bit of the crowd that's there and of Baphomet sitting on this trailer. And in the crowd, I recognized Mr. Nick Fish from American yep. Atheists who we've also had in this show. Yeah. Has, has been in the studio here for our, what, the 800 pound gorilla hole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode way back that was God, that was a couple uh, of years ago i think it's hard to remember now anymore but i believe the the episode name is the 800 pound gorilla what? hole but i remembered that when you said it <laughs> <laughs> and nick's a great guy he's a whole lot of fun uh but the story says that the devil went down to arkansas the satanic temple wheeled its giant statue of the goat-like figure baphomet Onto the lawn of the Arkansas State Capitol Thursday. The jarring installation is the culmination of the church's protest against a 2015 bill signed into law in Arkansas that allows, quote, the placement of the state cap, the placement on the state capitol grounds of a suitable monument commemorating the Ten Commandments. Dozens of protesters gathered at the eight and a half foot statue was unveiled, gathered as the eight and a half foot statue was unveiled, according to a tweet from the scene from a KLRT reporter. 
Meanwhile, supporters shouted, Hail Satan! <laughs> Which you do. Yes. And and I'm actually wearing my uh, All Hail Satan t-shirt. Lots of people were staring at me in the airport today. <laughs> and I, like, I was so tired. I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it. But I was just like, why the fuck is everybody staring at me? That's, that's and, why I like to go grocery shopping at Smith's on a Sunday wearing a satanic t-shirt. <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe I spilled something on me. And I looked down and was like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm wearing my All Hail Satan t-shirt today. Uh, the story continues and says, The event is intended to be an inclusive gathering where the Satanic Temple will be celebrating pluralism along with Christian and secular speakers. Lucian Greaves, spokesman and co-founder of the Satanic Temple, wrote in a statement obtained by KATV, quote, People of many faiths will come together at the Capitol to reject the Arkansas State Legislature's efforts to, prov- to privilege one religion over others. Arkansas State Senator Jason Rapert, who was the lead sponsor of the bill that is now known as Act 1231 or 1231, released a statement on Facebook in advance of the Satanist gathering, quote, Though our state is being visited today by outsiders who clearly choose to travel around the nation, uplifting the profane and proclaiming extremely unorthodox views, rest assured that though we respect their right to free speech, they must also respect our right to disagree with them and repudiate their false claims, Rapert wrote, which I think, you know, you can disagree with them, whatever, but you can't yeah. say it's false. No. What, what, first, what claims are they making? They're not making any claims. They just want equal equal access. Right. So so what yeah, I'm I'm wondering what claims he thinks they're making to say that, you know, you you should be repudiating their false claims. First, I haven't heard any claims that they're making. And then to say that they're false, well, okay, show show how and why they are false. Not just because, well, I believe in a sky wizard. And I don't see how that's a profane or unorthodox view. Well, it's unorthodox in that there are not as many adherents to it as Christianity, but maybe not as many. But it still doesn't make it unorthodox. I wouldn't say it's nothing new. Well, and it—I mean, it—a lot of it comes from their own religion, like, right? Like so. when I think of something being unorthodox, I think of like drinking piss. That's pretty unorthodox. <laughs> I guess it depends on the the circles in which you travel. <laughs> Uh, maybe, True. maybe you tour the country with a piss, with a piss drinking trio. I don't know. Then, well, then it then, wouldn't be all that unorthodox. If True. If you're one of those members of the trio. I don't know. But would he call any other religion unorthodox? Sure. There, well. Has he? All, all religions call all other religions unorthodox. Yeah, right? but he They're just kind of. He doesn't include the satanic temple as having the same grounds as a religion. They're not as real, real as we're real. Pretty much. Yeah. That's where I think it comes from the false thing. A lot of <laughs> saying, well, they're not actually religious. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, they claim then, to he's, be. then he's claiming to be the arbiter of what is and what yeah. is not a religion. True. Which, again, is, is why we want to keep religion and government separate. separate. Um, let's see. The... The act's closing sentence reads, quote, The placement of the monument under this section shall not be construed to mean that the state of Arkansas favors any particular religion or denomination over others. And so then that makes it fine, right? As long as you say that, then then that's all that matters, which is fucking nonsense. It, it, it totally promotes one religion. Yeah. 
Yeah, and well, and it speaks to why they won't, why Jason Rapert doesn't want anything else there. Yeah, right, because it is, it's representing his particular religious views. Yeah, that's why he wanted the Ten Commandments there, and then and so then to say that, well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't favor any particular religion or denomination, and then he goes around saying stupid shit like this that gives away the whole fucking game, right? It, It tells you exactly what he wants to accomplish with this. Well, he was the one who came up with the bill. Mm-hmm. Who got the the funds that were privately donated? Mm-hmm. So that way, it's not government money building it. So, well, and then there's still, but there, it's still public funds public being u- it's, it's used. It's it's on public land, and it's public. It's public funds to have it debated, to have yeah. all of the paperwork drawn up for it, to have it talked about in in committees and put forward for votes, and have the legislature vote on it and act. And I mean, that's all wasting public funds yeah. to put a, a religious iconography yeah. on the state capitol grounds. And I don't know anyone who can justifiably point to anywhere that the Ten Commandments are actually our our laws are actually based on the Ten Commandments. Mm-mm, no, yeah. What which one of our laws says that we have to honor our father and mother? Yeah. Which one of our laws says that we can't take the Lord's name in vain? In which or the only thing on there that, that's actually criminal is murder. Yeah. But would that not still be a law without the fucking Ten Commandments? I'm Wh- pretty sure it would. And which one of our laws say that we cannot covet our neighbor's ass? Oh, your neighbor's got a donkey? <laughs> no, just a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the ACLU of Arkansas sued to challenge the constitutionality of Act 1231 in May, according to a news release. That challenge is still moving through the court system. And then it just lists the satanic temples, uh, seven tenets, and uh, tells you a little bit about Baphomet. It says the name Baphomet dates back to the Inquisition and the torture of the Knights Templar before the year 1100, according to the BBC. The modern image of the Baphomet goat, which is portrayed in the satanic temple statue, was drawn by the French occultist Eliphas Levi in 1856. Quote, it contains all these binary opposites, above and below, part animal, part human, male and female, Greaves told the BBC. It embodies opposites and celebrates contrasts. I really is, like the statue. Yeah. Which also, the Satanic Temple, uh, I mean, the Templar thing, mm. makes sense from the other video I saw. Mm. When I saw when they're when they're pulling the truck around the Capitol, there were guys in like armor, like knight's armor. Oh yeah, walking around. I'm like, are they protesters? Are they Satanists? I don't get it. <laughs> so I'm betting they're just kind of doing a little uh, Knights Templar uh-huh. uh, cosplay. Uh-huh. There's like four of them in the video I saw, and it didn't make sense. Like legit, like full on metal armored, like on their arms, their chest, like a suit of armor, pretty much. Huh. And I was like, huh, why are they? Th-? I've never seen those guys in any of the Satanic Temple stuff. Hmm. Which I wonder if that's what they're representing. Quite possibly. But, you know, we had the uh, Unite the Right rally, too, recently. Yeah, Which went well. And I'm being honest. I'm not trying to be uh, sarcastic. Well, it went well insofar as there was That no... nobody showed up and there's no yeah. violence. Yeah. <laughs> no violence and attended by a couple dozen oh, they said, uh, dipshits. Uh, it was 20 people that showed up to D.C. 
for the for the Unite the Right rally, yeah. and then how many hundreds oh, or thousands of protesters? They had filled that. There's they had them all stuck into one uh, corner, like a of a of a street, uh-huh. like a four way. It was packed. <laughs> so and when they say they were outnumbered, they were greatly outnumbered. And twenty dipshits. A lot of them. I noticed in the one little video we watched that you know they've got the one guy talking. And then some jackass in a MAGA hat. Yeah. And then another guy in like a motorcycle helmet, like trying to conceal his identity. Make racists afraid again. That I, I love that saying because you don't have to make them afraid of violence being enacted against them, but just afraid of having their shitty views exposed. Yeah. Well, that's what was uh, Vice actually had the guy from last year in Charlottesville where Vice did the whole thing on him mm-hmm. uh, with that female reporter with the big glasses. I can't, I don't know what her name is at the top of that. She always wears really big glasses, like her, they're prescription glasses. I'm thinking Connie Chung circa 1994, but Pretty I Pretty much. She's <laughs> she's a, a short white girl with, she wears big glasses. Short white girl with big glasses. If you see her on Vice News, you'll recognize her right off the bat. Huh. Just for the big glasses thing. Huh. But she did an interview with a guy from Charlottesville last year, and she came back this year to interview him on the anniversary where he's- Oh, the blonde the blonde lady? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Anyway. But she, yeah, she was interviewing the guy from last year. Hmm. He's like, yeah, I lost my job, lost everything, spent time in jail. And he's like, I pretty Boo much- fucking who? Pretty much in hiding. And he knows he is. He goes, I know what I'm doing right now. He goes, it's- it's not the right time to do it because of elections and everything. He goes, I don't want to push the Overton window right now. He goes, we will wait for our right time to strike. So we're all waiting right now. We're all, we're <laughs> like la- a coiled we're, serpent. We're going to just spring well, into action. The thing is, is the way he was talking about Mike, he's actually pretty smart about this because he knows right now is not the time to try to do anything. He tried to capitalize on it when Trump first got elected. Didn't work very well. He's making some tactical decisions. Pretty much. Just, I hate going black going people. It. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, well, he's, he's, Trying to act smart, it's, everything he's saying is completely fucking wrong. Mm. But he's acting very tactful, tactically about how to go about about it and when to do another big event. Well, that's why we just can't let the pressure. Well, yeah, let him. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep on him. Yeah, yeah. Don't let him. Let, make sure he stays in that fucking bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them know that wherever they go, people will be there to counter yeah. their hateful rhetoric. Yeah. Um. But neo-Nazis call on white Christians to oppose the Satanic Temple rally. Hmm. This was published August 14th, it says, and comes to us from Rewire News. Uh, says the convergence of, Christ- of conservative Christian and white supremacist groups suggests this is really a struggle over who is a, quote, real American and who is not. As the Satanic Temple prepare- as the Satanic Temple prepares for its rally for religious liberty in Little Rock, More radical groups have announced their intent to demonstrate at the Arkansas Capitol as well. Over the weekend, Billy Roper, Billy, a neo-Nazi based in Arkansas, announced a counter-protest and called on all white Christians to support him. Roper added, this particular group of Satanists are anarcho-communists and (laughs) celebrate homosexuality and race mixing. We anticipate they will be supported by Antifa. TST is not supported by Antifa, although both groups oppose racism. TST spokesperson Lucian Greaves sees Roper's comments as an attempt to bait Antifa activists into a confrontation that would give the neo-Nazis a pretext to use violence. 
quote, I think they, neo-Nazis, really want this fight, he told Rewire News or Religion Daily or Religion Dispatches. There we go. Uh, now I lost my place. Hollow Axis is a pseudonym used by a security consultant affiliated with TST who says that he's been contacted by Antifa and that they've been helpful in identifying white nationalists who may attend and have a history of violence. Quote, we appreciate that support and some of us respect Antifa's sentiments, says Axis, but as an organization, we do not employ their tactics. Axis explains, quote, we don't anticipate there being any violence. Our security procedures primarily involve a lot of open communication with police. We really rely on the police and will be working closely with them. He dismisses the security threat posed by the neo-Nazis as, quote, not very impressive. <laughs> it usually isn't. No, they're, no, they're just usually a bunch of backwood bumblefuck dipshits who yeah. are out there trying to make America great again. <laughs> that was the other thing from that neo-Nazi one <laughs> in, uh, in the, the DC one, because they did one in Charlottesville and DC one after another. Same guys. Two different places. Yeah. But they're trying to get on the, the DC metro lines. Mm -hmm. And the cops are like, you can't take your flag poles with you. They're like, why not? We were told we could take our flags with us. Like, yeah, you take your flags. Not your flag poles. But you can't take Dumbass. the flag pole. That can be used as a fucking weapon. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but you said we could take them. <laughs> and the best thing of the, the headline. What part of flag versus flag pole do you not understand? But the, the best part was the article was, or the headline of the video was, uh, neo-Nazi pleads with black cop to take his pull on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody knew what they were doing when they were on that headline. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, the story continues and says, also coming to Little Rock is the conservative Catholic group, America Needs Fatima, who will be holding a prayer vigil the day before the religious liberty rally. Greaves says of this group, quote, they protest us all the time, but they're not violent. They just tell us we'll burn in hell. I don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't worry that anyone from America needs Fatima will start the violence rolling. While this is nominally a rally about religious freedom, the convergence of these groups suggests that it is really a struggle over national identity. Stephen Prothrow writes that culture wars are ultimately about classification. Who is a real American and who is not? The arrival of Satanists in Little Rock is seen by some as displacing an idea of America as essentially white and Christian. Good. Yeah. That's, that should that's what be I, replaced I want to everywhere. See. <laughs> uh, Greaves sees a connection between Roper's overtly racist politics and Arkansas Senator Jeremy. That's not right. Jeremy Rapert's ideas. Did he of change Christian his name again? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. Huh. But the story says Jeremy. Uh, I've never seen it reported as Jeremy no. anywhere else. Uh, Rapert certainly has a problem with minorities, says Greaves. At a 2011 Tea Party rally, Rapert proclaimed, quote, I hear you loud and clear, Barack Obama. You don't represent the country that I grew up with, and your values is not, your values is not going to save us. Very Arkansas. We're going to take this country back for the Lord. We're going to try to take this country back for conservatism, and we're going to take and we're not going to allow minorities to run roughshod over what you people believe in. You people. <sighs> Rhetoric like this has less to do with Christian theology and everything to do with identity politics. You know, from the people on the right who say they abhor identity politics. Yes. But that's all they seem to talk about, really. Uh, Greaves emphasizes, quote, 
The one thing I want to stress is that we absolutely do not want any violence. End quote. On this point, let's hope the Satanists get what they want. And apparently they did. There was no violence yeah, there was at the a, protest. Yeah. They haven't gotten their statue on the lawn yet or the Ten Commandments removed, but that's mm-hmm. still ongoing. Yep. And I wish them all the luck in the world with that. Uh, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hopefully that all works out. Hey, gang, this is Jack Materko from For Infernal Use Only and the Naked Diner podcast, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. How might uh, Decalogue look if it was written for the 21st century? I never quite trust myself beginning a sentence by saying, Thou shalt not, but let's see if we can adapt this famous question. Number one, do not condemn people on the basis of their ethnicity or their color. Number two, do not ever even think of using people as private property or as owned or as slaves. Three, despise those who use violence or the threat of it in sexual relations. Number four, hide your face and weep if you dare to harm a child. Number five, do not condemn people for their inborn nature. Why would God create so many homosexuals only in order to torture and destroy them. Number six, be aware that you too are an animal and dependent on the web of nature. Try and think and act accordingly. Number seven, don't imagine that you can escape judgment if you rob people with a false prospectus rather than with a knife. Number eight, turn off that fucking cell phone. You can have no idea how unimportant your call is to us. Number nine, Denounce all jihadists and crusaders for what they are. Psychopathic criminals with ugly delusions and terrible sexual repressions. Number 10. Be willing to renounce any god or any faith if any holy commandments should contradict any of the above. In short, don't swallow your moral code in tablet form. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. I've been dismayed at some of the recent news coming out about the Satanic Temple and a bit of a schism that is happening. I think and it's a schism that shouldn't be. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It's, I don't know, I, I mean, I I can see why you know people on either side are saying and doing what they're doing but i think i don't know it's it's tough with with you know i haven't read every piece of everything about it but the information i have read on it um i don't know i it i see i currently believe that i side that i'm more on the side of uh TST national and well, we should make clear what we're talking about right now too. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, that the, would be good. Uh, yeah, that'd be the yeah. better place to start. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the 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 lawyer that the, the Satanic Temple has acquired to fight their case, who happens to be a First Amendment lawyer and pretty much takes up a lot of First Amendment cases, is also working with Alex Jones and has represented some. Not so, so savory people. characters in the past, or some unsavory characters. But I, I, I think there, it, this is guilt by association right now, where 
because they're using the same lawyer doesn't mean they they hold the same values or would even endorse the same thing. And even in what we were reading earlier on uh, the lawyer's page, mm. where it said he doesn't always endorse what his client's viewpoints are, but if they have a legitimate well, yeah, well, and that's the case. thing, right? So, so the the attorney's name is Mark Randazza. Um, he's a basically a civil rights attorney uh, who works primarily on it sounds like First Amendment cases. Yeah, and. You know, it, we, I'll post a link to, so, okay. So the, the whole deal is that, um, Twitter had suspended Lucian's account and the account for the Satanic Temple after Corey Feldman tweeted something out. Corey Feldman, the actor? Yeah. Yeah. It started with him. It started with that guy. As far, so this is my understanding and, and for whatever parts I get wrong, I hope that, uh, people who are more in the know and, or who have more information about this or, or, you know, can correct me when I misspeak here. If I say something wrong, please contact us and let us know. This is what I currently know or, or believe to be happening, right? So it started with, uh, I believe it was when the Satanic Temple opened their library and museum. Yeah. At headquarters and, Corey Feldman retweeted it or, or tweeted something about it saying, you know, I can't believe that this is going on in the world today and in Boston's, you know, Satanists are opening this place should be burned down and, you know, basically inciting his followers to To violence, to violence or to fucking burn the, burn the satanic temples headquarters down. And so Lucian, uh, basically made some post about it saying, you know, Hey, people should let him know that this is unacceptable. You're, you're basically threatening violence and calling people to violence against, you know, a, a nonprofit religious organization and a nonviolent group. Yeah. Somebody who's not doing any harm to anybody and you're inciting others to violence against this, against this group or organization and Twitter in all of its brilliance decided to instead of sanctioning or blocking Corey Feldman, they blocked Lucian's account and the Satanic Temple's account for basically, I think there was something along the lines of, you know, Lucian had created a mob against Corey oh. Feldman kind of thing, which I think was silly and dumb. And again, this is what I currently mm-hmm. understand about it. So I could have things wrong. Um, but so Lucian had been looking for somebody to take up the case against Twitter to say, Hey, you know, you've, you've, blocked this guy's account and the organization's account when they didn't do anything wrong. You didn't block the person who was inciting people to violence. You blocked these accounts. Why? And you need to restore it, all that kind of stuff. So So he wanted to sue Twitter and couldn't get anybody to take the case. And so finally, Mark Randazza said, okay, I'll take your case. I will do it pro bono, meaning I'm not going to charge you anything. I will represent you for free. And apparently he's a really, really good first amendment attorney. Um, but because he has been associated with, you know, defending the rights of, and that's just it too, is that he's not from, from everything that I've seen so far, it's not that he's pushing for extra rights for people or for special rights for anybody. It's that he's trying to guarantee the same rights for everybody, right? That the first amendment, I read something from him that, you know, he views the First Amendment as being the bedrock of 
so well, many of our freedoms. It's just like the Satanic Temple saying, we aren't saying you have to rip down your religious monument. Hmm. We just want to have equal place on that stage. Mm-hmm. Right. And, well, and, and so, but Mark's not representing them for the monument. It's just for the Twitter thing. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm know, just saying like yeah. the same way the Satanic Temple fights for oh, right, yeah. all religions to be able to have the same stage. Yeah. He fights for everyone. This lawyer fights everyone to have the same First Amendment rights. Fighting for religious freedom and pluralism, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he's fighting to ensure and guarantee the rights of even unsavory characters. Because, I mean, if you're only going to allow and guarantee First Amendment protections for people that you agree with, then there's really no need to have the First Amendment there in the first place. I mean, it's there to protect unsavory speech or, or unpopular speech, right? It's not even if we don't agree with the speech. Yeah. It's that's, that's the whole purpose of it. It's, it's not there. I mean, if, if you didn't find any speech objectionable, there would be no cause to even have a First Amendment. Yeah. That, there, that's there why there would be no need for it. That's why I think I, I read that one thing we we're reading through quickly earlier. I just burped a little bit. I'm going to burp again a little bit. <laughs> that damned uh, beer. The the lawyer had actually said, I, what was it? I'm trying to remember now uh, that he didn't have to. He doesn't necessarily agree with what the person is saying, but agrees the person has the right to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even the lawyer isn't endorsing his clients. So. Right. Yeah. He's not endorsing their views or any of the heinous things that they've said, yeah. but, is, but is supportive of their right to say heinous things. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, because he has represented some unsavory characters in the past and is currently working with Alex Jones uh, in his defense against the parents who are the, the Sandy Hook parents who are suing him, uh, Mark Randazza is working on that case also. And so because of that, there are, there have been several people and groups and chapters who have decided to disassociate themselves from the Satanic Temple because they feel that it's being hypocritical or they just don't want to uh, associate with an organization that would use an attorney like Mark Randazza. But I mean, really here in the United States, everybody has a right to the best representation mm-hmm. they can get in yeah. defending them in, in both civil and uh, I'm fucking tired in, well, in any kind of court case, yeah. right. In defending their, their, their legal rights. rights. And, uh, so there have been several chapters who have chosen to disassociate themselves, several individuals who have said that they're not going to be associated with the satanic temple anymore because of this. And I, I get that. I, I get why they would want to do that. But at the same time, I think from everything that I've read so far that that's just, that's not, I, I don't think that's a fair assessment of what's happening here. Uh, I, you know, several of the complaints that I read from people were saying that you know, the, the Satanic Temple is using organizational funds in order to do this. Well, they're not. They're it's, not it's, using any funds. Bono. He's, he's doing the case pro bono. Um, you know, and that they don't want to associate with, with an organization that would associate itself with, with Mark Randazza. And really it's like you said, it, it's not that he, Mark Randazza, you know, props up the the beliefs or the thing or the views or statements that these people have made mm-hmm. he believes in protecting their right to say them and uh i mean and the reason why a lot of lawyers probably don't want to take up a defense case defending the satanic temple is they're worried about the backlash mm-hmm. well yeah and and so 
apparently they had a hard time finding somebody to even take the case, even on a paid basis. And then yeah. Mark said that he would do it for free or pro bono. And so they're like, okay, well, yeah, great. And so there's been this fallout where a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of chapters are saying they're not going to be uh, chapters of the satanic temple mm-hmm. anymore. They're going to go their own way, going to do their own thing. Um, and so Lucian, uh, posted, uh, a long essay out on his Patreon account that I will be sure to post a link to in the show notes for this episode. And we'll also post it out on our Facebook page and in the Godless Revolution community because I've had a few people ask me about it. And I reached out to a few, uh, Satanist friends that I have for, for a little bit more information or for their take on things. And it's just, it's an unfortunate thing that I, I, I see it creating a schism where I don't think there necessarily has to be one. And it's sad to see people going their separate ways when it would be great if everybody could just be a big happy family again and, and get along and, and realize, you know, you don't have to agree with the 100% of something that somebody's doing or saying in order to still be supportive of that person or organization they represent. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, as a, as a leader of local organizations and representing a national organization, you know, I, I'll have disagreements with, with people and there are tons and tons of people who I've had arguments with in the past who have chosen to disassociate themselves from either atheists of Utah or American atheists or whatever other organization simply because they had a disagreement with me personally about yeah. something, you know, they'll, they'll agree with, you know, 95 or 99% of everything else the organization or me is doing, but that one little thing really pissed them off. And so they, they choose to separate themselves and, and that's entirely up to them to do that. I think it's short sighted and, and sometimes really petty. Uh, but you know, of course they're entitled to their opinion and, and to do whatever they want. It'd be great if we could work together more. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I kind of view it as, as, as a bit of a religious dogma. Like you, you have to do everything exactly the way I want you to, or I'm not going to associate with you. And then I'm going to create a schism and then create my own branch of whatever yeah. religion, you know, that that's, that's how we end up with thousands of variants of Christianity. That's how we end up with a bunch of different kinds of Islam. It's, it's people not agreeing with 100% of something and then choosing to split off and you get the scene from Monty Python <laughs> <laughs> where it's the people's front of Judea or the Judea, yep. Judea's Judean people's front. You know, it's, it's like, you're still working toward the same yeah. goals. You have you know, 95% of everything you believe in common, you had a, a, a disagreement on one thing. And so you chose to part ways. And so now you're no longer a, a large cohesive group aimed at furthering the goals of uh, religious pluralism and freedom for everybody. Now you're more splintered and you don't have as much effect and you don't have the strongest voice possible. And that's unfortunate. That's one of the things that I really like about American atheists is even when other secular organizations attack them, you know, they'll, they'll shit on them for, for their billboards, billboards, or for somebody in the organization that they don't like or that has done something unsavory. And because of that, then they'll just decide to toss away the whole organization and everything they're doing. And American atheists, as long as I've been following them and paying much attention, has always been like, 
you know, it's unfortunate that they said that, but we still have our goals in mind. This is what we're going to do. We're, we're still going to be working toward that. And we wish these other groups all the luck in the world yeah. and we'll help. We'll still support them. We'll do whatever we can to help them also. And I, I just wish more organizations and people were like that where, you know, I, I still will work with religious organizations and Christians if we have a common goal in mind. I can disagree with them entirely on their religious views. But if we're working in, if we're working on something to benefit other people and yeah. it's a common goal that we have, well, fuck yeah. Why wouldn't I work with yeah. them? Why would I, why would I just say, Oh no, well, you, you have silly religious beliefs that I don't like. And so I'm not going to work with you building a house for this homeless person. <laughs> like that's just, that's just dumb. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that the people who have chosen to dissociate from the satanic temple are dumb or anything. I just, it's, it's unfortunate. And it makes me sad. Like I, I said, it, it's short sighted. Yeah. I, it, I, I think it is uh, ultimately short sighted. But if, if Lucian had went out there and said, yes, I am on board with Alex Jones. I agree with what Alex Jones is saying. That would be a completely different story. Well, yeah. Well, or if the satanic temple had said, oh yeah, what Alex Jones said is, is absolutely fine and we support that, but none of that has happened. No. It's, it's an attorney who himself has said that he doesn't share the views yeah. of a lot of the people that he represents. He's there representing people's right to free speech and, and protection of the first amendment. And it sounds like he probably takes up a lot of cases that other lawyers wouldn't even fucking touch. Yeah. So it's just an unfortunate thing. I, 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 I don't know what else to even say about it. And so. Please, audience members, if I've stated something incorrectly or I've said something wrong or you have more information you'd like to provide to shed more light on this, I would love to see it and would love to, you know, report on it next week on next week's show or in any other following shows, post it wherever. Uh, because I've just been so busy, I haven't been able to keep up entirely on everything that's going on. Like I said, I've, I've read a few posts. I've reached out to a few different people, but there's just way too much shit going on in the world for me to keep track of. You know, every little event yeah. and everything that's going on everywhere. And life's been crazy. Yeah. Work has been crazy. <laughs> life's been crazy. I, I got a wedding to go to tomorrow. I was in West Virginia all week long. You know, I doing stuff with atheists of Utah and American atheists and work and the show. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot to try to keep up on. I try to do my best. I think that's, I do an okay job yeah. most of the time, but it's a lot. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why I'm taking a week off. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a week vacation. Um, but yeah, write in or call us. You can, you can send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You can post that on our Facebook page. You can post in our Facebook community. You can call and leave us a voicemail message at 33081rebel. Rebel! Uh, or you can Twitter, Twitter our, our Twitter. At TGR podcast and let us know your thoughts. Um, that's all I have to say about that right now. Let's talk about some dumb fucks. Okay. Hi, this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool Aid where I take topics and I break them down in five or 10 minute videos, trying to give a laser focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Libertas is also called the freedom goddess, Lady Freedom, the goddess of liberty. Do you know there's a statue in New York Harbor called the Statue of Liberty? You know where we got it from? French Freemasons. Listen, folks, that is an idol, a demonic idol 
right there in the middle of New York Harbor. And people say, well, no, it's patriotic. What makes it patriotic? Why is it? It's a statue of a false goddess, queen of heaven. We don't get liberty from a false goddess, folks. We get our liberty from Jesus Christ, and that statue of liberty in no way glorifies Jesus Christ. There is no connection whatsoever. So I'm just telling you, we practice idolatry in America in ways that we don't even recognize. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Well, I guess I can't call myself a Mormon anymore. Nope. Not that I have been. Well, but I guess you're no, you're no longer an ex-Mormon. Yeah, I'm no longer an ex-Mormon. I'm an ex- The Church of Latter-day Saints. Member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter-day, Latter-day Saints. Saints. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. They've tried this before. The LDS, so the, the Mormons, the LDS church is trying to change the way the people are referring to the organization, to the corporation yeah. of, of LDS Inc. And it, I think I, I saw last time they tried to do this was back in 2002 when the Olympics were coming through, probably to get more press on their name. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just something to draw attention to themselves every now and then. Like, hey, we're still here. Hey, see, Jesus is in our name. Told you we believed in him. We're here. We're not queer. Get used to it. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from the Deseret News. It says, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints issues new name guidelines, dropping terms Mormon, LDS in most uses. So dropping both Mormon and LDS, they want That's you to just gonna make me use, use it the more whole often. fucking thing. You have to say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's just, why? Why uh, would you have your name be that fucking long? Or when was the last time you heard of any other religious organization saying, no longer refer to us as Catholics, we are now the Catholics for Jesus Christ and his reborn body. <laughs> the Holy Roman Temple or the Holy Roman yeah. Catholic Church. No, it's, it's fucking stupid. Uh, like how you just, like you, you, if somebody asks you, what religion are you? Oh, I'm a Mormon. Mormon. Oh, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Protestant. I'm yeah. a Catholic. I'm a one word Catholic? name. I'm, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. That's, That's like the too. long one, right? Yeah. That's the long one that everybody's like, eh. <laughs> I gotta say Jehovah's Witness? Jesus. No. Uh, so Salt Lake City, President Russell M. Nelson, the crusty old fucker, I mean, uh, just person of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced Thursday, the church leaders have launched a major effort to use the full name of the church instead of nicknames or abbreviations. Quote, the Lord has impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he has revealed for his church, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's a good impression. President Nelson said in a statement, We have work before us to bring ourselves in harmony with his will. In recent weeks, various church leaders and departments have initiated the necessary steps to do so. Which is like what, changing the pamphlets? <laughs> I guess. And since when was Mormon a nickname? Uh well, for a really long time. I think it started out as Mormonites. Okay. Because the angel the the Moroni the Mormon I don't fucking know. It's some old it's some old stuff. They were they were called Mormonites because Did Joseph did Joseph Smith refer to them himself as a Mormon? 
I don't know. Yeah, he probably called himself a Latter Day Saint. Okay, not a Mormon. That would—that's what I'm guessing, but I'm not sure. Not sure. Um, uh, let's see. A style guide released by the church alongside the statement said, "Quote: Please avoid using the abbreviation LDS or the nickname Mormon as substitutes for the name of the church, as in Mormon Church, LDS Church, or Church of the Latter Day Saints." The announcement and style guide raised questions about the future of the names of famous church institutions like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Right. What yeah. is it going to be called now? The Church, church of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter-day Saints Tabernacle Choir? That's That will not fit on any fucking billboard outside <laughs> of a theater to put on it. <laughs> LDS Business College and the Mormon Channel. These are all these are all things that the these are all yeah. properties and names that the church owns. The yeah. L, the Church of Jesus Christ church of Latter Day Saints, Saints owns the Church of Too Fucking Long Name. What about their Mormons and Gays website? Yeah, remember when they did that? Mormons about, building bridges. Yeah, yeah, Mormons building bridges. Now, well, I guess they can't call themselves Mormons building bridges anymore. They're gonna have to be the the Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter Day Saints. Saints bridge builders. <laughs> It's just, it's so stupid. It's, it's it's so wordy. It's so long and dumb. I'm just going to call them Mormons for now. And I used to just call them Moe's. Yeah. Moe's is, Moe's is good. I like Moe's or Momo. Yeah. But now I just want to call them Mormons because they apparently they don't like it. <laughs> or TBM. I call, I call okay. them TBM sometimes. The true believing Mormons. Yeah. Um, the announcement and style guide raised questions. Oh, I already said that. It also appeared to represent a seismic cultural shift, cultural and linguistic shift with more heft than previous efforts to encourage members to avoid Mormon, a complicated term in church history. How, how's it complicated? You just made it more complicated. I, I don't know. It's <sighs> well, and then the story says, ironically, the announcement came via one of the church's official websites, mormonnewsroom.org. <laughs> That is owned by the LDS Church. I wonder if they bought the the, the appropriate websites yet. <laughs> well, dude, and did you did you ever see? I was like ten years ago. They had this whole initiative where they were they would take, you know, B and C list celebrities or people, wealthy people or accomplished people, and they would they would film videos of them, and this, like, this person would tell you about their lives, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a singer, songwriter, dancer, producer, actor, actress, whatever the fuck they're doing, and they tell you a little bit about themselves, and then they end the segment with, and, and I'm, I'm a Mormon. Mormon. Like Mormon stories. Yeah, they're gonna have to throw all that shit out now. Yeah, that's a shitty tagline now. <laughs> uh, so MormonNewsroom.org will have to go away. The the very site yeah. that told us about this. Yep. Uh, that site and others, including possibly the church's main well website, LDS.org. Which, yeah, what are they going to do? Are they going to have people type out the whole fucking The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.org? Probably not. That's just dumb. Could receive updated names and shows the enormity of the challenge ahead for the church. Monumental lift. The news elicited immediate questions on Twitter and elsewhere. What will happen to the names of Mormon.org, LDS Charities, Mormon Messages, and Meet the Mormons? <laughs> Movies or LDS philanthropies. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is fading in and out. Uh, the church declined to comment on specifics, pointing to its statement, which added, In the coming months, church websites and materials will be updated to reflect this direction from President Nelson. Mm -hmm. For the past decade and more, the church has used the nickname Mormon 
in the official names of websites, media channels, and international branding campaigns like I'm a Mormon, yeah. <laughs> in which church members were encouraged to share in videos and written statements who they are in their regular lives and finish by stating their name and saying, and I'm a Mormon. That's what they are in their irregular lives. <laughs> Additionally, the terms are ingrained in daily life within the church. Quote, it's going to be a huge lift internally, said Patrick Mason, the Howard W. Hunter Chair of Mormon Studies at Claremont <laughs> Graduate University. I guess he'll now be the Howard W. Hunter Chair of the Church oh. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Studies at Claremont Graduate University. That will not fit on a report card. He noted that church members quickly adopted the new vocabulary of ministering brothers and sisters introduced in April, but said that Mormon is a, quote, much steeper climb of name recognition. There's always been a kind of ambivalence about this, and I think the problem is a practical one of how do you get the, how do you get around the word Mormon? It's a word that's nearly 200 years old. It's far better known than the preferred usage from the church, end quote. Yeah, like I've even said, when I came here to Utah and people said, I'm LDS. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what does that even mean, even? Like, even, I, even? like I thought you were all Mormon in this state. <laughs> uh, he said that while church members may adopt the new verbiage, it will find tougher sledding outside the church. Still, Mason said the emphasis on the name could resonate internationally. I doubt it. Quote, Mormon carries a lot of negative connotation we know from surveys, he <laughs> that, said. That's why you want to change. It it's wasn't Jesus. It's the negative connotation with the name. Yeah, it's it's not that the name itself is bad. It's that the fucking church <laughs> is bad. You, yeah. And everybody, asso everybody associates well, Mormon with this terrible fucking church. It's it's like a, a rebranding of any corporation. It's putting, it's putting lipstick on a pig. Ooh, that's that what they're trying to do. Have you seen a pig with lipstick on it? Hot, I want to taste that bacon. It's Friday. I'm ready for a date. <laughs> uh, Mormon is an even more fraught term internationally than domestically. Maybe this is yet another part of President Nelson's administration keeping an eye on the global church, even if it causes a little discomfort or anxiety within the U.S. church. Changing the name of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir would grab attention. The new style guide hinted the choir's name might be among extensive changes that would separate <laughs> the effort announced Thursday from attempts by past church leaders to create distance from the nickname. The church's old style guide for its name, published on what was then Mormon Newsroom, said that Mormon was an appropriate adjective for phrases like Mormon Trail, Mormon Pioneers, and Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Well, how can they be Mormon Pioneers if they're actually... The church pioneers of, from the Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ of, Latter of Latter Day Saints. I don't know. They're not Mormon pioneers. Nope. They're Latter Day Saint pioneers. Nope. I think it's a PR move. It's going to fail it horribly like again. Just, yeah, it just seems like one of those things. Like, hey, we're not in the news right now. Pay attention to us. <laughs> Forget about weed. <laughs> on Thursday, the new style. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. On Thursday, the new style guide on newsroom no longer included the pioneers or the choir as examples of appropriate uses. Hmm. The history. The church has had a complicated relationship with the term Mormon since its restoration in 1830. It's restoration. It's beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, it should say it's founding. Well, this is, this is coming to us from the Deseret News, True. which is also uh, owned Mormon by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day no, Saints. It's Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Joseph Smith. Oh, 
The church has had a complicated relationship with the term Mormon since its restoration in 1830. Church leaders long chafed at antagonists, calling them Morgan, calling them Morgans, <laughs> calling them Mormons and early on Mormonites. Okay, there you go. But in recent decades, they have been more accepting of the nickname. Joseph Smith received the full name. See, this is, this is why I can't take the Deseret News <laughs> seriously for so much of their reporting because they just report this stuff as if it were it was, fact. And, and it's, it's not. not. Uh, Joseph Smith received the full name of the church by revelation in 1838. What? What? Really? Before that, it had gone by the Church of Jesus Christ and, from 1834 to 38, the Church of the Latter-day Saints. At so, various times. Oh. So even in the 1830s, he had to rebrand it. Yeah, he, he just the, the whole the whole thing of that, you know, that the church since its restoration in 1830 and that Joseph Smith received by revelation. Like, you can't just you can't be a news organization and just. State that as being fact, like, like, it's not that, you know, the LDS church teaches or LDS adherents believe that it's yeah. no, this happened. Or instead of putting the history, I should say the mythology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something. But I mean, to just state it as fact that Joseph this Smith has had a revelation true. and that the church was restored yeah. is just fucking bullshit. Uh, at various times, leaders have encouraged the use of the full official name of the church. Late President Marlon G. Romney, that name sounds familiar, huh. of the first presidency said in a 1979, one year after blacks were allowed to hold the priesthood, Ooh. general conference that church members do not resent being called Mormons, but said the term Mormon church is inaccurate. In 1990, then Elder Russell M. Nelson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles gave a conference talk titled Thus shall my church be called. By it divine. Be called thus? <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. We'll just call them thus. thus. Oh, are you one of, are you one of the thuses? <laughs> By divine directive, the title of the church bears the sacred name of Jesus Christ, whose church this is, he said then. He so decreed more than once. Nearly two thousand years ago, the Lord said. Bullshit. Ye shall call the church in my name, and how be it my church, save it be called in my name. What? I did. You got to talk and sing song riddles in order to be a church elder oh, okay. or leader, apparently. In the next conference, President Gordon B. Hinckley of the First Presidency endorsed Elder Nelson's talk, but noted the stickiness of the nickname. Quote, I suppose that regardless of our efforts, we may never convert the world to general use of the full and correct name of the church. Because of the shortness of the word Mormon, and the ease with which it is spoken and written, they will continue to call us the Mormons, the Mormon church, and so forth. And cult. <laughs> he added his hope that the actions of church members would lead others to think of the word Mormon meant more good. <laughs> We may not be able to change the nickname, he said, but we can make it shine with added luster. Oh, <laughs> a shiny turd. In 2001, then Elder Dallin H. Oaks of the Twelve told the New York Times that he didn't mind being called a Mormon, but didn't want to be said to belong to, quote, the Mormon church. There's just so many finer points of this, right? Uh, they just get over yourselves. Crusty old man. 
At that time, the First Presidency issued an official letter posted in church buildings that encouraged use of the full official name or shortened versions that included the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, but if they only post it in church buildings, how are we supposed to know what to say? (laughs) Well, you'll just have to listen to the missionaries when they come and talk to you. We discourage referring to the church as, quote, the Mormon Church, the Latter-day Saints Church, or the LDS Church, the letter said. It added that the nickname Mormon was acceptable to describe church members. In 2008, Elder Lance B. Wickman, the church's general counsel, asserted the church's intellectual property rights to the term Mormon with journalists, a clear effort to create distance between the church and polygamist groups. In 2011, the late Elder Boyd K. Packer said, It is one thing for others to refer to the church as the Mormon church, or to us as Mormons. It is quite another for us to do so. Six months later, then, Elder M. Russell Ballard, today the acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve, said the nickname Mormon was acceptable, but encouraged use of the full official name of the church and discouraged the term Mormon church. The full name of the church is the name by which the Lord will call us at the last day, he said. It is the name by which his church will be distinguished from all others. Wait. Tis true. Wait one second. Tis true. Do they believe in the Ten Commandments? Uh, yes. So what other churches would be called in heaven? What? What other churches will be called There's in heaven? There's no other God but me. Yeah. Is so, the church of God? Well, I'm listening something. So it said, listen for their church name being called among others. It is the name by which his church will be distinguished from all others. His, capital H. So it's this God's is, church. But this is distinguishing his church from all other churches. From all other churches. But yeah. this is saying that God will do this to distinguish his church from all other churches. Which other churches are they fucking talking about? All of the other ones. But in heaven, there shouldn't be other churches. Well, no, but it, but it's just saying <laughs> that in heaven, you'll still know that there were other churches around, but they weren't capital H, his church. So it doesn't make sense. The, only the Mormon church is his, only, only the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So what you're saying is, is, is capital H, his church. They're going to have all the, the fresh dead people in a room. Uh-huh. And God's going to come out and he's going to read off the church names. Well, no. Just listen to me out here. Okay. And listen then, you out. I'm listening you out. Then it's, they got to listen for their church name. <laughs> uh huh. He ain't going to call Mormons. Okay. So they got to get used to that. You're not Mormon. Right. Because he ain't going to call that. You're going to sit in that room forever waiting for him to call Mormon. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out and call the church of Jesus Christ the Latter-day Saints. And you get to come with him and you go, get to go to your room. Now, okay. all the other ones get sent straight to fucking hell. They don't know what's coming. But when God comes out and goes, all Catholics, please come forward. The correct answer was Mormons. It's kind of like the, 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 the bet thing. <laughs> you got to pick, pick which church. If you're wrong, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true with all the churches, right? With all, with all of them. So, so, yeah, so you get to heaven. God's going to come out, and he's going to recite the names of the churches. Uh-huh. His, including his own, which There's is the church several of Jesus thousands Christ, to go through. There is, but it's eternity. I would, I would just, it's eternity. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, what are, what are, you know, 10 or 15,000 different church names? Yeah. When you've got all of eternity yeah. to go through. You know, that's, that's a month of your eternity. Hmm. Not what, even that long. No. On, the, a, on an eternal time scale, it's nothing. But if God is, is Mormon, 
It will take that long. <laughs> because, because of he's the way got to speak in sing song. He will speak very slowly and monotone. Trying to put everybody to sleep yeah. who's listening to my How voice. How the fuck do they stay awake during that general conference? <laughs> they, bullshit? Don't. they don't. They <laughs> don't. <laughs> um. He returned to the subject in 28. Cheryl Dew, executive vice president and chief content officer of Deseret Management Corporation, heard President Nelson refer briefly to the name of the church in his message at a sacrament meeting on Sunday. Quote, he said, we need to restore and use the full name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and that we would be hearing more about it. She said in a KSL News radio interview, here we are four days later and we're hearing more about it. This appears to be a more seismic shift than just a reinforcement of a former policy. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a bunch of nonsense that we don't want to be called Mormons anymore, even though we've been called Mormons for 200 years and even have official sites owned by the LDS church that have the name Mormon right the fuck in them. And if you go to most places and tell them your full name, they're not going to know who the fuck you are. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, did anybody bother to think about this before Nelson just decided to run his tired old dusty mouth about it. If like, he had a prophecy, you can't argue against uh, that. That's true. I guess God was just really short fucking sighted <laughs> when he let them create all of these other things with the name Mormon in them. Or did God create them as a test? He just, he just wanted some busy work. <laughs> he wanted some busy work for our industrious little Utah bees. Ah, mm. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Mormons. Oh, fuck. They're, they're trying to fuck with people, man. I don't, I don't understand their thinking on this one. This comes to us from the Salt Lake Tribune, which is a much more trustworthy news site than the Deseret News. And the Deseret News has tried to buy. I gotta say, the Deseret News is just garbage. Yeah. Uh, Utah's medical marijuana ballot measure would violate Mormons' religious beliefs, opponents say in a new court filing, which initiative supporters call a Hail Mary. A big Hail Mary. They tried to illegally Hail take Mary people's Jane. name off the ballot. Hail Didn't work. Hail Mary Juana. <laughs> Mary, uh, they tried to say what again now? Who? When they tried to take people's names off the ballot initiatives to, to get it thrown out. Oh, yeah. And they got caught. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to be sneaky and underhanded. Fucking asses yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, story says members of the campaign against Utah's medical marijuana initiative filed a lawsuit in state court Wednesday, seeking to remove the issue from the November ballot. Why would they want to remove it? Oh, because there's a lot of fucking Mormons that are saying they'll vote for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if you don't, if you don't want legalized marijuana, how about you just don't smoke marijuana if it's legalized? Yeah. If you don't want porn around, how about you just don't watch porn? If you don't want to watch a gory movie, then don't watch a gory fucking movie. Well, they also don't want like, why are you? Why are you trying to control other people's lives, other people who are not adherents of your own church? Keep your fucking nose in your fucking business in your fucking church. But they, they also don't want to don't want legalized crack. But they'll happily take any opiate their doctor prescribes to them. Oh yeah, Ritalin and abuse the shit out of it. Ritalin is rampant here in the United in the United <laughs> States in the United State of Utah. <laughs> um, in the it is their second lawsuit intending to block voters from weighing in on legally on legalizing the federally illegal plant. Proponents of the measure called the latest filing a wacky attempt to stop Utahns from voting on it. 
There's just a wacky tobacco attempt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In the complaint, opponents of Proposition 2, which would legalize marijuana for people with an array of health conditions, excuse me, said the ballot initiative would tread on their freedom of religion. Don't tread on me. Uh, Fucking libertarians, man. I'm telling you. Fuck them. I'm telling you. The group says the measure would violate the religious beliefs of Walter J. Plum, an attorney and active uh, member, oh, the good, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who is the primary financier of the opposition campaign. So he's the only one it would affect. I would, I would bet that he would argue that it would affect other, uh, oh, okay. others as well, but, uh, the lawsuit, the lawsuit <laughs> takes issue with a provision of the ballot measure that would prevent landlords from not renting to a medical marijuana cardholder, saying that could create an issue of Mormon property owners being forced into renting people, renting to people who use cannabis. You already rent to people who use fucking drugs. Uh huh. And you probably write to people who use cannabis. They're just not doing it legally. Yeah. You, you, you rent to people who use alcohol. You rent to people who use opiates. You rent to people who use a wide variety of things that it's none of your fucking business that they're doing as long as they're not damaging your property. The lawsuit takes issue with the provision that the ballot measure would prevent landlords from not renting to a medical marijuana cardholder. I already read that. Plum's religious beliefs include a strict adherence to a code of health which precludes the consumption and possession of mind-altering drugs, substances, and chemicals, which includes cannabis and its various derivatives, the complaint states. Um, the word of wisdom does not say that? No, it does not specifically mention marijuana. It actually says to use the herbs and plants provided by God. I don't know if the word of wisdom does. It does. The the Bible says that, but the word of wisdom also says it in it because the word of wisdom I always point out goes here. It says you you can use the herbs according to word of wisdom, and the word of wisdom also tells you not to eat meat. Oh yeah, or to only eat it in times during of, famine. Yeah, times of scarcity or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So pretty much, you should be a vegetarian unless you don't have a good yield of crop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The group cites a recent U.S. court ruling involving a Colorado bakery mm. owner who declined to make a wedding cake for a gay couple saying it would go against his religious beliefs. The baker won and filed a similar suit Tuesday. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We'll have to mention that maybe next week. All right. Um, but yeah, when, when that whole cake thing happened, we're, so we're going to fuck a bunch of other stuff up, man. In the United States of America, members of all religions, including the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, have a constitutional right to exercise their religious beliefs. The complaint hey, reads, guess what? Those of us not in your religion also have our own rights. Uh-huh. To do with ourselves as we see fit. Yeah. So without, fuck you, church. Without you fucking bothering us. This is this is why I fucking despise the LDS church and a bunch of other religion. Oh, by the way, I'll be appearing on that, oh, yeah. that Mark. Is it Mark? I, I can't remember. I, I watched some of his stuff. Just trying to see what, did the, you? what he was all about. Yeah. I, I watched creepy. like, I watched like five or seven minutes of one video, but that, that's all I've watched. Uh, but I'll appear, I'll be appearing on his heart of the matter show on Tuesday. Uh-oh. I'll be sure to post links to that so you all can watch it live if you'd like. And then he told me I, I wrote him an email and asked if I could post the episode as like a bonus or extra for us. And he said, Oh yeah, sure. Do with it whatever you want. So okay. I will be doing that as well. Um, 
Well, that should be fun. That's on. Be interesting. That's on Tuesday. I'm skipping golf to go talk to a fucking Christian. Holy that's how excited shit. I am about this. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, na, 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 na. In the United States of America, members of all religions, including the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, have a constitutional right to exercise their religious beliefs. The complaint reads, that includes the right not to consort with, be around, or do business with people engaging in activities which their religion finds repugnant. No, that no, is not your right to no, do that. Uh-uh. The group says the ballot measure seeks to create a new class of citizen that would have rights not afforded to other Utahns. Mm. No, it doesn't. The state of Utah is attempting to compel the speech of Utah landowners by suppressing their ability to speak out against cannabis use and consumption by only renting to tenants who do not possess or consume cannabis, the complaint reads, and who support their viewpoints in opposition against cannabis possession and consumption. The measure's proponents seem gleeful with the latest filing. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's like saying, hey... I know your doctor prescribed you some this medicine, but you can't take it in here, so fuck you. It's just really weird. Uh not since Jim McMahon hit Clay City hit Clay Brown in the nineteen eighty BYU Miracle Bowl has there been a crazier Hail Mary <laughs> than this latest wacky attempt by the Utah Medical Association, the Eagle Forum. Yeah and the rest of the drug-safe Utah to derail the voters' ability to vote on this important issue. DJ Shans, director of the proponents' campaign, said in a statement, that's got to be Del Shans, right? I wonder. And he's a fucking nutcase He's anyway. going by DJ now instead of Dale? Probably because he doesn't want to be recognized <laughs> as Super Del Shans. Yeah. Uh, the pass Shans referred to was the one that brought LDS church-owned Brigham Young University a victory over Southern Methodist University at the 1980 Holiday Bowl. Should be the Holy Bowl. These groups, Sean's statement continued, should be ashamed of themselves for calling sick and afflicted patients morally repugnant in their latest lawsuit. I agree with that. Yeah. The Mormon Church, the predominant religion in Utah, doesn't directly tell its members not to use marijuana in the health code known as the Word of Wisdom, which prohibits members from drinking alcohol or using tobacco. In the Church's later interpretation of the health code, it added mention of illegal drugs. I haven't seen maybe the one I read a while back was the original interpretation of it. Well, and, and that's and so that that's that's the whole deal, right? So it, even if it mentions illegal drugs or they want to interpret it to mean illegal drugs, if we pass a ballot initiative that says it's not illegal, then what is yeah. your problem with it? And and Utah is a big state's rights state. Uh-huh. So so if it's not illegal anymore, on what basis are you going to say that it's violating your religious beliefs? You, you don't have a, a, a leg to stand on. Yeah. The Mormon church is a caca thing. When people, <laughs> <laughs> when people purposely, purposefully take anything harmful into their bodies, they are not living in harmony with the word of wisdom, the church says. Oh, you mean like sugar, like yeah. cakes, like jello, like all of the, all of the nasty shit that um, a bunch of Mormons I know eat and drink or, all or, the time. Or the fact that Utah is one of the highest rates of prescription drug abuse. Yeah. Illegal drugs can especially destroy those who use them. The abuse of prescription drugs is also destructive spiritually and physically. But you do it anyways. And you're not saying that you're not going to rent to people who use their prescription their, their, drugs. Their Vicodin or Adderall or... The church hasn't come out directly against the initiative, though it hired a law firm to put out a seven-page interpretation of the measure in May. The law firm Curtin McConkie 
took note of the provision that would block landlords from not renting to marijuana cardholders, which was a large focus of Wednesday's court, Wednesday's court filing. The church said the memo raised grave concerns about the initiative. It did not immediately respond to an email requesting comment Wednesday night. The office of Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who was named as a defendant because of his role as Utah's election chief, did not immediately respond to requests for comment Wednesday night. The initiative's opposition, which has been backed by the Utah Medical Association and Plum, (laughs) is asking the court for an injunction that would keep Proposition 2 off the ballot. That's all they want, is it's not to be voted on. Yeah. Well, it's that whole thing that they didn't want gay marriage to be legal either, because their whole thing was, well... You know, it, it's illegal, so the church is against it. If it becomes legal, well, then what? what is stopping them from endorsing it and, and saying it's okay now that it's legal? It's just, it's one of those things that the LDS church says that it doesn't meddle with, with government politics, politics yeah. and affairs here in the state, and that's nonsense. Yeah. Over 90% of the state legislature is LDS. They have two newspapers to speak for them. They can publish their shit out for their, lead- <laughs> their members to know how to vote. And and they have people like the press goes to the church and says, hey, LDS Church, what do you think of this new law yeah. and and what should be done about it? They don't come. They don't ask that information of any other religious organization no. in the state. The measure seeks to legalize. Marijuana for people who have cancer, HIV, epilepsy, chronic pain, and other health problems. Marijuana is legal in 31 states, including on a limited basis in Utah, where regulators are writing rules for a recently passed law. Opponents have said the initiative resembles laws in states where marijuana is legal for all adults who are older than 21. They filed suit earlier this year, but withdrew the filing. So, that's them Mormons for you. Fucking bothering other people. All the time. Just make it legal. Yeah, it's silly to me. But that'll wrap things up for us this evening. I'm a tired panda. Yeah, you're 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 fading. Yeah, I was fading before we started recording, and now I'm. <laughs> you're I've, now you're very faded. I've been awake for twenty hours or nineteen and a half hours, I guess. Or am I getting that right? I don't know. So no, maybe no, twenty-two hours. Well, shit, twenty-two hours. Yeah, uh, I'm tired, and I didn't sleep well many of the other nights that I was there anyway, because you're away from home, the bed's not yeah. as comfortable, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But uh, before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Vanessa. Michelle Short. Christy Kalbach. Numania. Alan Firth. Larry Wilson. Two Skeptical Chaps. Dr. Miko Feffy. Steven Andrus. The Foz. Jenny Uter. Uh, Jeff Peterson. Mary Scott Butrakowski. Utah Outcast. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Fiopich. Brandy Hamrick. Jeffrey J- Jeremy Goodson. <laughs> <laughs> Angelica Pearson. Wesley Aaron. Taylor Grin. Savita Kuna. And the Purple Dragon. Thank you all. We appreciate you very much. You make the show possible for sure. Uh, and so until next week, crucify the Mormons apparently is what the Mormons want us to do. So we'll just run with it. Leave a review and you get a bathment. Ooh. And rate the show five times a day toward the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That name's too fucking long. (laughs) 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 Fucking. I'm tired, right? That's why, man. Uh, (laughs) That would have been really funny if it was recording. We could have caught that. Start the the timer. Look at the the thing. Start talking about where it's coming from. Uh, Fucking.
fucked it up. <laughs> so this story. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Here we go. So this story comes to us from the LA Times. <laughs> I, I was I was going to try. I, I, I thought about, I'm going to interrupt Dan when he starts saying this. It'll make him start laughing. I'm like, nah, let's just go. <laughs> He'll fuck it up anyway. I my I I tried doing this and was thought oh my god I can't even talk I thought we were recording and we weren't yeah and I just started talking like we were and Ryan had to stop me and say hey uh maybe maybe it'd be better if you were recording this and it was uh actually uh Taylor Grin yeah. brought this to my attention uh hopefully we can uh get uh, Taylor. Let me, on the show I'm just going to start the this again. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Outtakes. Yay. <laughs> oh, good. He hit record this time. <laughs> Yay. Now I got to make sure I have the timer. Okay. <laughs>